Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Sir, what is that in your hands right there? Oh, it's... It's it's just it's just my phone. It's your phone? Yep. That looks like a a six pack you're trying to hide behind your back there. No. Sir? Sir, is that corona? <gasps> Sir, put the corona on the ground. Put the corona on the ground. Alright, alright, alright. So, so, yep. Now we've got to record a podcast, because this is oldie but a goodie. What? The show where we review movies from nineteen eighty-four all the way throughout the the year, like we were watching the movies. How? Sir, I'm going to have to record a podcast with you. What is your name, sir? My name is Sandro. Here, I'll take off my balaclava that I'm wearing. Put ah, that on the yes. ground as well. Oh, it's, it's me. you, Sandro. I didn't, I didn't recognize you with the balaclava. Yeah, it's me. I wow. just thought that I'd drive all the way out to uh, where you live, which is an hour and a half yep. away from where I live, just so I could buy a six-pack of Corona. <laughs> right, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. Um... In our continuity, mm. and only there. Uh, yeah, this week we watched Police Academy, and I, myself, went to a police academy for 14 days, mm. and became a police officer, and then tried to arrest you. Very nice, you did do that. Yeah. Yeah. First impressions. Oh boy. It's a movie that I watched. It's not a movie. At night, Yep. when I was sick, <laughs> um... And I had an enjoyable experience. Okay. So, (laughs) I'll take you on the journey of my night last night. Okay. All right. Please do. I'm ready. I uh, made a pizza. And I was like, I want to watch something that I know I'm going to have fun with before I watch Police Academy. Just as like Mm. an opening act. Yep. So, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, the new one? Yep. Oh, boy. It's not bad. It's not good. Okay. It's a perfectly fine kids' film, and that's it. Excellent. Well, it's better than it was going to be, that's for sure. That is true. That is true. It's quite similar to Detective Pikachu. If you like that, you'll like this. It's the same sort oh. of film. It's oh. alright. I did like Detective Pikachu. Yes. It was a draining film to a point, you know? Mm. Because at the end of it, I was like, yeah, alright, cool. That was a movie. Uh, didn't make me think too much. But mm. I didn't hate it. I'm very much in the middle. I've got nothing to say about it. And sometimes that mm. can be quite draining on my brain. Sometimes yep. a film that's perfectly fine can be quite draining. Yep. And so I went into Police Academy and I I, I, re- I really wanted to like this one. Um, and maybe if I had just watched it first, I would have. But, <laughs> oh, this is, this is one of the most unfunny comedies I've ever watched. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Not entirely untrue. <laughs> Let's just say I laughed at a lot of things. Yeah. Not because the joke was funny, but how absurdly unfunny it was. Yeah. Was very funny to me. Yeah. Which doesn't tend to look kindly upon the movie so much. Mm. It had bits I liked. Yeah, okay. Absolutely bits I liked. Genuinely funny bits. But for the most part was bad yeah look i think 
I'm going to be laughing a lot during our review because th- this is going to be a mm. funny movie to talk about. But I should yep. say I wasn't laughing at all during the movie. Okay, I, <laughs> I was, was straight I faced. Was. I was very straight faced. I feel like yeah. if we had watched this together, you would have been laughing because I would have started laughing. I think and that would have set you off. It's easy to to riff on this. It's a yeah. It's an easy film to riff. Yep. And also, it's easy to riff because there's no plot that you <laughs> you have to follow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. This so, film is a collection of character sketches mm. and then a finale, and that's the film. My my one question, just just before we jump into it, yep. before we talk about the whole thing, is who was your favorite character? Barbara. Barbara. I really liked Barbara. Okay. okay. I really liked Hightower. Oh, Hightower is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Hightower is great. I just love his character. Yeah. Although it has the exact same backstory as the demolitionist from Atlantis, <laughs> the Disney movie, who was also a florist. It does. Before we jump into it, we should probably talk about the world and what's been going on and how it affects the podcast. Yes. Because <laughs> it doesn't, aside from the fact that we had guests planned for every single episode until episode 70, and mm. we've p- postponed all of those. Which is a bit unfortunate, but... What can you do? We can do it's a good nothing. thing we switched over to a digital medium, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that, because you're still getting work though, which is good. I'm not. I am workless for the next month and it's really annoying, Ooh. but thankfully yeah, you're not. Yeah, that's Matt's rough. really good. I'm, I'm happy uh, for you. Well, you might be speaking too soon. Oh, no. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how, how long it is before Australia gets locked down. Yeah, that's it. Um, I will just say, on behalf of comedians, artists, musicians everywhere, oh, we are having yeah. a hard time. Uh, if you can find a way to support your friends who are making art, please do. That would be awesome. Um, but um, yeah, it's a rough time at the moment, but hopefully we will get through it. And um, I was even thinking maybe we could do some more bonus episodes just in case people are on lockdown and want some more entertainment. We could do mm, bonus episodes. If you want that, yes. let us know. Yeah, absolutely. This is the perfect time to go back and watch it. All the things that at least one of us rated a goodie and void the ones we rated poorly. 100%. Police Academy, you had one other option this week. Yes. Your other option was a film called Racing with the Moon. Uh, it's mm. about Sean Penn and Nicolas Cage. They are uh, deployed to fight during World War II, and before they yep. are sent out, they have to make the best of the little time they have left in their small country town. Oh, yeah, and I really wanted to do a, a Nick Cage, but this was a very tempting movie. And I'm I'm glad we did this movie. Yeah, I mean, it's considered... A film that people remember. Yep. So. <laughs> Certainly remember it. <laughs> My dad loves this film, by the way. I'm just oh, right. Say that. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, uh, he's going to be very that. disappointed in this episode, but oh well. Mm. It was released 23rd of March 1984. It is directed and co written by Hugh Wilson, who is probably best known for making a sitcom called WKRP in Cincinnati, which is about a top 40 radio station. Cool. I'd watch it. Oh, it, yeah. it ran for four seasons, so it's not bad. I've never heard of it. He also directed the uh, Nicolas Cage movie Guarding Tess, which was an option last year because it came out in 1994. Mm. Well, there you go. That film's okay. Uh, he co-wrote this movie with Neil Israel and Pat Proft. Um, Neil Israel, he directed a movie in 1984, which is an option coming up. It's called Bachelor Party, stars Tom Hanks. 
So, okay, good on him. He's also directed episodes of Lizzie McGuire and Clueless, so that's cool. Um, Pat Proft, though, he writes a lot, a lot of screenplays, including that Bachelor Party film that I mentioned. He's also done screenplays for the Naked Gun trilogy, the Scary Movie series, and also Mr. Magoo. So, that's cool. I do love me some Mr. Magoo. Oh, such a... I remember when I first saw that film, I thought it was the best thing ever. I still consider it to be one of the best creations of all time. Wow, that's it. I wouldn't say movies, I said creations. <laughs> a key point that you have to... A key, a key bit that I need to stress there, just just so people still <laughs> listen to the podcast and don't immediately stop listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, interestingly, none of those three returned for any of the sequels. Ah, that's That's really strange. Yeah. It's kind of bizarre. It's almost like the studio forced the sequels to happen. Oof. The cast. There's a lot of them. Yes. Because there's a lot of very key, important characters. Important characters. Like the one that shows up at the very start of the film and the one that shows up... The same one that shows up at the very end of the film. Yes. I love that character. Uh, For the cast, we've got Steve Guttenberg as Cadet Mahoney. I guess he's the main character. Yeah, 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 he's the main character. It follows him throughout the film. Yeah, he's not a likeable main character, though. I I liked him. Really? I was yeah. very off-put by everything that he does. <laughs> yeah, no, he is... All the acting seems a little unnatural. Oh, yeah. Throughout the film. Yeah. But that was, that was a problem with the film itself. Mm. I think. Not just him, though. Although yeah. he does seem a bit creepy. He is a good actor. He's in um a film called Cocoon. He's also in Short Circuit, two films that I really liked when I was younger. So he's oh, a good actor. Go. His shtick is that he's a prankster, I guess. He's a rebel. He's yep. stuck around for the first four films in the series, so he was there for a while. Whoa, okay. Uh, We've got Kim Cattrall as Cadet Thompson. Her character is that she is a woman. <laughs> Uh, not not just that, but she's also a rich woman. Ah, and she's also in love with Mahoney, because... Uh, yeah, yes, yes, that's a character arc she has. She... It's not a it's not a character arc, though. He's like, what's your number? She gives it to him, and then she's in love with him for the rest of the film. That That's a different... That's four. That's four character aspects right. that... She debatably has. She won a whole bunch of Emmys for her role in the TV show Sex in the City, so good on her. Uh, she is one of the only cast me- members from this film who doesn't show up in any of the sequels, and they didn't recast her character, so she's just not in any of them. Wow. Okay. Yep. Uh, the other the other character who doesn't show up ever again is Donovan Scott as Cadet Barbara. His character is he's a little bit overweight. Uh, yeah, I actually I actually enjoyed his character arc. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah, because he had a character arc. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one who really does. <laughs> he had a bit of growth. We've got Bubba Smith as your favourite, Hightower. His shtick uh, is yeah. he's strong and intimidating. Yes. He is an actor that was hired because he was tall. Is he an actor, and though? Because he tall. was a football player. Yep, and that sounds about right. And then became an actor and did nothing but... Pretty much every single Police Academy film aside from the last one. <laughs> well, that's good. Because he was one of my favourite characters. He's good. He's very good. Yeah. Yes. His acting might not have been crazy good, but neither would the rest of the cast. So I think he did pretty well. <laughs> yeah. What did you uh, What did you think of Michael Winslow 
as Jones, the sound effect guy. Oh, the sound effect guy. I have a note. It's pretty much on the lines of, I hate the sound guy. Because, hmm. and I, there's a reason because of this, it's because I've seen it being done before yep. better than how he was doing it. That is Although, controversial because that's his whole thing. Yes. <laughs> Him as an actor is, and comedian, that is his whole thing. <laughs> yes. Which is why it was awkward for me. Yeah. But he does get better later on in the movie and he has some cool, funny scenes, which I thought were good. Yep. But overall, I was like, ugh, I don't like this guy. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Yeah, all right. He he gets yeah. a pass from me. I think, um, I agree with you. I do agree with you. I also would say that it's, there's no, he's the only person who shows absolutely no reason to be in the police academy. Yeah. There's no he reason. literally no character arc. Yeah. He's just there to make sound effects. I did enjoy a lot of the sound effects, though. I thought it was pretty... Yeah. F- I didn't laugh, but I mildly chuckled whenever he did something. I got annoyed at him at first, but then he grew on me. That's fair. So He's in all of the sequels. He's one of the only ones who stuck around. The problem was he just had nothing. He he doesn't even speak most of the time. He only speaks at the very start where you get his name, and then he, like, never speaks. Yeah. Ever again, he only just makes sound. He's like a plot element, mm. and the plot was good with him. Mm. And I guess he makes his sounds. Is all right, whatever. Anyway, moving on. I think like um, Tackleberry. I think the guy's name was the psycho dude. I think yes, they both get expanded on in the sequels, and that's why people right. like them. That's why they're somewhat iconic characters to people who like oh. these films. Whereas well, with us just watching the first one, it's like, oh, okay. Sure. Well, yeah, because they don't expand on their characters. Yeah. It would be more fun for me if I knew anything about them. Exactly. Although, Tuckleberry, <laughs> my boy. My boy, Tuckleberry. I knew that you would relate to him. Absolutely. Um... <laughs> He's my homie G. <laughs> I love the uh, the shotgun scene with him. That was one of the few <laughs> moments where I was like, this is good, I'm yeah. bored. Absolutely. Um, moving on to the, uh, the, the, the people in charge of the police academy, we've got G.W. Bailey as Lieutenant Harris, who trains them. He's mm. got a big role in the TV show MASH, which I know you haven't seen, but I was a big fan of it. So I love MASH. Mm. He's great in MASH. And he's, you know, he's, he's good in this, good. I guess. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. I, I think I've seen him in something else but i cannot remember for the life of me what it was he's been around he's done quite a few things um, yeah, yeah yeah so i might have seen him in multiple things but i thought he was good i think he's in I voyager he for a couple episodes ah, maybe well that might be where i've seen him anyway so there um you go. he took a break he's not in the second and third film but he's in the fourth one until the last Ooh. one so he showed up after oh that's cool this, yeah he came back probably not the best time to come back but hey yep he did it <laughs> I mean, he got, he got money, so good on him. Yeah, good on him. Uh, we've also got George Gaines, who was in all of them. He's in every single one. He plays the commander, Lassard. He's been acting for ages. He like started in the 60s after World mm. War II. He served in World War II, came back, joined the, uh, the film industry. Um, but this is probably his most recognisable role, is this one. He's, so He's funny. Yeah. <laughs> he's... I love this character. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Maybe it's just the scenes he were in were some of the funniest scenes. 
Oh, I cringed in that one scene, though. That one scene? <laughs> oh, we'll get to that scene. I laughed so hard. Oh, my God. But, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Anyway, that is um, pretty much all of the notable casts. There are definitely characters we're mentioning that are your favourites. Like Hooks. She's pretty funny. I don't mind Hooks. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked that her one moment that she yelled, she yelled the wrong thing. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Hooks, you're a funny one. You're there. <laughs> Pretty much everyone in this film, aside from the guy who played Mahoney, was an unknown and was an unknown mm. outside of the franchise. The franchise is the reason people know them. Uh, the reception, 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, audience score mm. of 64. Yes. So, pretty d- down the middle for most of that. Yes, and I think it, it's, it's one of those movies where I'm also really down the middle. Okay. Because in one half... I thought it was really funny in bits. The other half, I thought it was really bad and boring in other bits. Yeah. So It got so many super negative reviews when it came out. And most of them mm. being like, it's, teens might find it funny. But I don't. <laughs> yeah. Dislike. Just fair enough. It's, defini- it's definitely a younger audience's, absolutely. Oh, yes. It cost $4.5 million. So, a little bit on the cheaper side. for five million. That's not too bad. That's yeah. not too bad. Especially because they get a lot of unknowns. What do you think it made? Ooh, I'm going to say 20 mil? Ooh, made a lot more than that. Ooh. Yeah, this was a hit. Uh, 60 mil. Even more than 60 mil. I am disappointed. <laughs> um, I know, right? <laughs> compared to some of the other better movies that we've watched, that's uh, sadness. Yeah. Uh, 140. 81 Point one million. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But okay. I'm sure it would have made even more on home release and then with the oh, sequel box sets and all that stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. It it's a lot. It, it made a you lot. You know what hurts me? The fact I know that they've just made this movie like a whatever movie and it's still got super popular and they made loads of money, which is why they've made so many sequels. There was a Police Academy film every year for pretty much all of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's why they made a million sequels, because they're like, wow, this yep. cost nothing, and it made us so much. Yet other movies come out that are actually, like, really good that just don't get any attention. Yeah. Which is sad. I guess they're also made outside of the industry as well, like they're smaller films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's so many factors, but either way you look at it, at it, it is disappointing. <laughs> it is it's disappointing, quite disappointing. This is what the public watch. How does it start... So it starts off on a dark and stormy night with subtitles. It's so pretentious it hurts. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I was was down. Uh, The subtitles explain the entire plot, which is that uh, the police, uh, the president is like, hey, yo, police. Don't be so picky with your academy applicants. <laughs> cool, thanks, bye. And now everyone's joining the police force. The end. It is... This is the thing with the whole film. That's a funny premise for 20 minutes. Yeah. It's a funny sketch premise. I think or you it's mean a... a funny premise for an hour and a half, Sandra, is what no. you really meant to say. Uh, I will agree that it's a funny premise for seven movies and two TV shows, though. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Let's capitalize on this. <sighs> um, yeah. yeah. But we open with Tackleberry. He's a security guard and he's sneaking around and then yep. he shoots blindly into a room and there's a <laughs> bunch of people congratulating him for getting into the academy. 
Yeah, that's that's uh I had several questions. Like <laughs> one not only did he not see the intruder to begin with, he just thought it was there. Mm. Two, his his next reaction was immediately to jump in and open fire. And three, like it turns out it was just a surprise party. Yep. He could have killed someone in the surprise party. He definitely also, could have. And fourth why would they hold a surprise party for him if they knew for a fact he was a loose-ass cannon? <laughs> I know. There's so many questions. It's it's so... Ugh. But, funny goof. Um, what did you think <laughs> of the transition effect between scenes? Uh, look, look. <laughs> I, 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 I'm lenient. <laughs> it's an old film. Yeah. You've got to be lenient on some of the techniques they used. I'm sure nowadays, if they made that, they wouldn't. Yeah. That is a decision that they made back then, which probably wasn't the best. We should probably explain what it is. It's like a storybook sort of thing. The whole, like, the screen flips around and then on the other side is the next scene. Yeah. It's the classic 90s sort of effect. Oh, well then, this is ahead of its time because it's the 80s. So, good on them. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could have been ahead of its time. Maybe. You don't know. Nowadays it's not. The nineties was ages ago, bud. Nowadays but yeah. it looks like complete trash. But anyway, yeah, um, I was fine with it. Oh, I'm yeah. okay because I have low standards. That's fair. Um, um, there's another character, and his shtick is that he can park cars in really bad but also impressive ways. That's not his character. <laughs> that's just a thing he did, though. He does it twice, and. No, but that's Maloney, right? No, 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 no. It's the, um, it's the... Because we see him in the garage, and then he parks a guy's car in between two other cars. Yeah, that's Malloy. No, it's not, no. No, that is. Is it? Yes. I'm pretty sure it's not, because he's not in that final scene where they have to park the car. That's him at the start of the film. That's where he gets introduced. I can't... I, I, I think it's someone else. That's where he gets arrested... And so then he goes to the police station and the police guy's like, hey, you've messed up for the last time. I'm going to send you to the police academy. That's the whole plot of the film. I think the whole point is that I... (sighs) That's the main character, Sandro. I think it's someone else. I really genuinely thought it was someone else. How does it make sense that they start off with this random character and never bring him back? Well, because he's... Because there's so many characters who are just around. They're just around doing nothing aside from their thing. Like, we've got the one character who, no matter what he does, he causes a disaster because he's so clumsy. And that's his whole thing. That's all he does. And I thought there was just this character who parks cars. (laughs) Right, yes. (laughs) But (coughs) You've killed me. Uh, You're killing me. I thought they were different characters, but that's Mahoney. No, they're not Um, at all. All right, there we go. It's the same character. Wow, I cannot believe you messed that up. Well, this film is... Yeah. <laughs> no wonder it didn't make any sense to you. Um, anyway. Uh, and we're also <laughs> so, introduced to Barbara, who is a Kodak salesman, and his stall gets thrown in the river. Yes, that's, that's his, funny. That's how he... And then he's like, I'll get you! I'm gonna turn into a policeman! Yep. Um, and he has the weirdest laugh. He the does. The fakest laugh. He does. It's great. Ugh. But anyway, Mahone, yeah. So apparently he gets arrested because of this car thing. And yes, because he wrecks a dude's car, so they arrest him. And he, um... I've... That's the plot of Hang the on. film, Sandra! I've got the film on me. I'm going to quickly look at it and just see if you're right. That's and if the I was point just... of the film! 
film. Not paying attention. It's the whole side of the film. Oh, it is. You're right. Wow, oh look at that. <laughs> wow. Wow. I cannot believe that. <laughs> I, wow. I think, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. What a goof. You were really drained from that Sonic the Hedgehog, huh? <laughs> it messed me up, man. <laughs> it really messed me up. <laughs> you were in such a delirious state of just a pure, pure drained person that you just could not pick up on the plot at the start of this film. <laughs> well, I fair. picked up... From the point where he is in the prison, I knew what his deal was, and I was on board right. then. But I had no idea that that was his backstory. I just thought that was a completely unconnected scene. <laughs> you just thought at the start of the film they had a random scene for no reason. Yeah. That's fair. That makes this film a lot worse, Although, that's for sure. Tackleberry is the first dude we see, and he goes like he's around, but he doesn't do him much. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's a fan favorite. That's the other thing. So you know. Whew. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Um, he also meets a sound guy. Yeah, Jones, who shows off his his special talent, which is why he gets arrested, is because he can make gun sounds, <laughs> and he has a machine on him, which one isn't confiscated. Yeah. At the police station? Question mark. This machine allows him to play over the speakers or it sounds like it's being played over the speakers i think it's just like a small speakerphone or something in his yes but it's never explained how it works no because if it's a small speakerphone that plays out of him the direction of sound would point towards him Mm. which makes some of the scenes that come up later don't make any sense because people act like it's coming from the PAs. Yes. So well, my theory he's so, is he's also... He's so good at projecting his voice through this machine that he's got that we don't yeah, get any Yeah, I guess he's projecting. On. Yeah, okay. That's fair. It's pretty... Yeah. It is cool. Yeah. But but it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I do like the, the part where he makes the machine gun noise and all the police just duck and are like, Oh, oh it's you. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, like, God like damn they wouldn't it. immediately shoot him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just this is America. We've also got Mr. Fackler, uh, who is the character who is so clumsy, but he's so clumsy that it hurts everyone around him. He literally beats up his wife. Yes, by accident, and I guess does it on a daily basis. Yes, um, and it's shown that she can take it because she then runs through like five miles of neighborhood just to jump on his car to try and stop him. Yeah, from joining the... She doesn't have any time in the rest of the film, which annoyed me. Yeah. Because she has this whole scene where it's shown she can run through five people's yards faster than a speeding car. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that was, like, a cool setup to her cool character. Nope. And then she's just not in the rest of the film. It's just a little good... Again, this movie is a bunch of short sketches that they stitched together. Yes, like, except this one made a cool character, and then they never used it. Yeah. And I was like, what? That would have been cool if she's like, okay, if because she doesn't want him to join the police mm. because he's a clumsy idiot. Yeah. It, it would have been cool if her character arc was like, yo, hey, if you're going to join the police, then fine. I'll do it too to make sure you don't kill everyone. Yeah. And his 
story arc as well is that mm. he's really clumsy and then he starts a riot and then he graduates yeah. from Bullets Academy. Yeah. See, the, the thing is, with most of the characters, the problem is that they're just plot points. They're just That's there they to are. do their shtick. That's the reason they're there. They have a character, but they're not characters themselves and no. they're only there to really push the plot point, which is fine. We really need focus on the main characters, which is what it does, I think. But, like... It focuses on the main character, but what is Mahoney's arc? He's a rebel who doesn't want to join the Academy, then he meets a girl and he does want to join, and then he saves the lieutenant's life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is the plot. It is, yeah. Like, compared to the Ice Pirates from last week, it's the same arc as the main guy from that, so... I mean, yeah, that was the arc back then. Yeah. Come on, Sandro. Oh, there's also George Martin, who is the the Spanish guy who just has a ton of girlfriends. I think he's a sex addict? I don't know. Yes. He's there. He speaks in a Spanish accent, but it's fake. That's his character arc. Let's never talk about him again. I have a note here, one in the oven? What was that about? Oh, Mahoney's t-shirt. One in the oven and then an arrow pointing towards his dick. Oh my god. I'm like, (laughs) what the frick is this? What is this note? This was clearly an important point, but I've just forgotten what it was about. Oh yeah, that was he's wearing this shirt that says one in the oven and has a giant arrow pointing to his crotch. What a great shirt. Because his just... whole thing is he really wants to get thrown out. So he's just <laughs> trying his best. And oh boy, that shirt's great for it. Oh, anyway. what a guy. Um, and yeah, he does that thing where, where he pretends to be the commander and it's like, give me your number to the, mm. the one policewoman. Because he's trying to get himself thrown out. So what the plot line is mm. that he's, uh, because he's caused so much trouble, his friend at the police is like, I'm fed up with you. You're going to go to this police academy and you're going to get trained up. Yeah. And if you decide to quit, uh, you'll be put in jail. Oh, you'll do your sentence. The only way for you to really get out of it is to be kicked out. Mm. Really. Um, but we find out he told them to not kick him out ever. Yep. So he's just stuck there just pretty stuck much. There. That was kind of, I do like the idea that he's stuck there. They don't want him to be there. He doesn't want them to be... Like, he doesn't want to be there. But they're just forced to deal with the fact that this one police officer told them they can't kick him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. It's good. We do cut to the commanders. They're in mm. the office and they're complaining about how, back in my day, all the police officers used to have penises. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, this was the first time I laughed during the film. Not because it was good. But because it was really bad, Ugh, it's like they all—they all used to look the same, and they all—it's like wow, wow, amazing! It was a different time. It was a different time. He's literally referring to a different time. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. They've got a, actually a very diverse group of people joining the academy, which yes. is good. At first, I was like, this film's kind of progressive for the eighties. How about that? Yeah, it's not though. It's not. At first. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a bit... It was funny because it's semi-progressive, but not at yeah. the same time, which is funny. They talk about... So, what they have to do is they can't kick anybody out. Mm. So, they'll just try and force people to quit. Yeah, so they're going to make it really hard. So, what they do is they just do the normal program. They don't... Yep. We don't but, ever see them making it really, really difficult for anyone. 
there isn't ever anything ridiculously hard that they have to do. Um, like, yeah. Uh, we're introduced to Hooks. Her thing is she talks quietly. Yep. It's the character from Pitch Perfect. It's just that. If you've seen Pitch Perfect, the quiet singer, it's that. It's that again. Uh, there's the, uh, Hightower. Yep. He's there. He's big. Oh, yeah, because the two, um, bald, they're not bald, but we'll, we'll say they are for the purpose of separating them from everyone else in the film. They are, like, racist towards him, and then he's like... And they're like, oh, you're big and scary. We take back yep. everything we said. We got the training. Um, there's a few quotes I got from this training. Yeah, so basically most of the film is just training montages. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. That was alright. I liked them. Yeah. Uh, I can show a movie on your butt, fats. <laughs> I, I wrote down that as well. That was... <laughs> what a line. That's a good quote. <laughs> um, they, they have a little test indoors. Mm-hmm. And the writing on the board is illegible. Oh, yeah. He's really bad at writing on the blackboard. Yeah. He writes in, like, shorthand <laughs> yes. for some of it. I don't know why. It was, it was <laughs> such bad. a weird joke. It was funny, though. Yeah, look. Um, and so while they're doing that, uh, Melody's like, man, I got to get out of here. Uh, I need to go up to the dean's office and explain that I need to get kicked out. And so, sound effect guy helps him out mm. by uh, pretending to be the PA system. Yep. And saying that he needs to go up to the head office. So that was pretty clever. I like that. That was a good use of the sound effect His guy. His character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally... Ooh, I like the use of the speaker guy. That's cool. Direct quote from my notes. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Um, I like when like he sh- shows up in the commander's office and is like, I want out of here. And the commander's like, out of this office? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I don't understand. Yeah, see? It's good. Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, it's explained to him that, oh, yeah, we can't kick you out. Why didn't you just mm. quit? And he's like, I can't quit. I'll go to jail. And then he's like, well, I guess you're stuck here. And yeah. he's like, oh, no. So he continues to play pranks on people. He puts, like, shoe polish on the mm. guy's, like, megaphone and so he's got yes. a black ring around he, his he, mouth. He, he grabs a megaphone and then the guy grabs it off him and he's like, what are you doing with that? And he starts using it and yells in his ear. He has a quote here, which is I only wrote it down because of the way the line's delivered, mm-hmm. which was really bad because it had no like, punctuation in it. It was, yes sir shit, I'm deaf. <laughs> oh yeah, that was weird. I remember that <laughs> yes. as well. That was a it... very strange delivery. <laughs> because the line should be, yes, sir. And then he turns to the camera and starts walking in line and he's like, oh, shit, I'm deaf. But, um, he but just... instead it's, he, he, he says the line like, yes, sir, shit, I'm deaf. That was so strange. That was really bad. That was the take they went with. The editors yeah, that saw was, it. Was, it was just such a weird... I think it was just something they missed in the take. Probably. It was really bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dear me. Uh, they've got the two guys, which are kind of assholes mm. about everything. So there's the two neo-Nazis. I mean, um, uh, skinheads. <laughs> yep. And the, uh, Great look. They're the team leaders, I guess. Because they are all... They're all put into D-Squad. Yes. And I've got the quote here, because I quite like this quote, actually. It's pretty funny. 
the lieutenant is like, you are D squad. D for dirtbags. When I say, hey, dirtbags, that means you. (laughs) You people are going to hate my guts for the rest of your lives. I thought it was good. It was a good uh, character setup for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That little Honestly sounds like a line that they'll just say in the army. That as well. Yeah, it does sound quite real. The thing is, the thing is, it's set up, it's said that they're not in the army, but it is just like an army training movie. I thought that as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but here's the idea, Sandra. I think it's not supposed to be that. They're supposed to be police officers, so it's not supposed to be army training. Mm. But it was, pretty much, which is why it's much harder than the rest of, you know... That does make sense. Oh, the gun range is up next. Or, before the gun range, the Spanish dude Mm. sneaks into the women's quarters. Oh, yeah, that's that's a thing that keeps happening. I I didn't write down any of his plot. (laughs) I was just like, yep, that's the thing that's happening. His character arc is that he shows up with a lot of girlfriends in his car. He continues to sleep with everyone at the mm. police academy. I tried to ignore his entire character, yeah. but Sandra yeah. just has to well, bring cause it up Because it, it's important. It's it's a deep character arc. Because the comeuppance he gets for being a sneak is by... He goes into the one uh-huh. woman commander's room, and then they bang. Wow, what great comeuppance. <laughs> Thanks for bringing this up, Sandra. I just Thank want to you for point letting out, everyone know. I just want to point out how badly written the characters are. Because that uh-huh. is... Ah, oh, it's just... It's so poor. It's just... Yep. It's just... It's bad. Yeah, no, it's pretty bad. Anyway, the firearm training was pretty funny because Tuckleberry brings his own gun. Come <laughs> <Yes>. home. <laughs> Tuckleberry, he's a psychopath, yep. apparently. He really loves them guns. And he has a lot of them. Yeah. And he's really good on the firing range. Uh, but he implodes the target, which is not not the idea. They want them just to shoot at the target, you know, get a few holes in it. Because mm-hmm. then they can reuse it. Except he brings his own gun, and for some reason his gun just explodes the target. Yeah. So that's good. That's a good joke. I like that. It makes sense. I like... I like Tuckleberry when he's in there because he's just crazy. Yeah. And that's his character. Yeah. And he doesn't need a character arc. He just likes guns. Yeah. We get this slow pan that goes on for like a minute looking through all the windows of the women's quarters. <laughs> yep. Including the was... showers. And then we see that it's all from Mahoney's perspective. So what I wrote down, I'm just going to take you through my notes. Yep. I was like, oh, this is a little creepy. This is a little yep. weird. Oh, it's from Mahoney's perspective. It all makes sense now. <laughs> Yes, he, yeah. and I see at this point, uh, this is why Mahoney would be a bit of a creep, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the commander comes in and is like, just looks at him, and Mahoney just turns around and leaves, and then immediately the commander's like, eh, let me get a sneaky look, and of course that's when the girls notice. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Most of this film was a different time. It's just a lot of it's just a lot of Mahoney trying to get thrown out. I did like this one line where he's talking to Harris and Harris is like, Stop playing pranks on me. Nobody screws with me and Mahoney's like, Well, maybe one day you'll meet the right girl and all of that will change. <laughs> Sick burn. What a burn. Pew pew. Uh, also, the main bad guy is like, Hey, I'll call up the guy and we'll get you kicked out of here, don't worry. And that's when, of course, Mahoney is looking out the window and he sees his love interest and is like, oh man, I don't want to leave. 
Yeah. So that's when he decides that he doesn't want to leave. We don't ever see them interacting, those two. We don't ever see them interacting really before this point, aside from him trying to get her number, right? No, no, no. There's one scene afterwards where he talks about really wanting her thighs. (laughs) And I wrote it down because I was like, ah, yes, a man of culture. I I purposely tried to forget that. Now now I'm remembering (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Uh, Where he's like, I would just enjoy to view your thighs, or even for you to describe them for me. And she uh, describes her thighs. And he's like, ooh. Give me some of that thigh description. And I don't think, listeners, you truly understand that this was such a different time. (laughs) Just want to make that clear. I don't know. Still, still relevant today. I mean, I did just eat KFC. So yeah, yeah, that's what I was. Uh, I was mm. gonna say, like, hot and spicy <laughs> with a side of medium chips and a large Coke. Nice. Mm, Very good. good. I thought you were gonna say Mountain Dew there, and I'm glad you didn't. Uh, no, I refrained. So Commander Harris is like, "Hey, it's the weekend. You two shaved ah. head dudes. I want you to find out exactly where the party is, because every time." The cadets go home for the weekend. They don't go home. They throw a party. Mm. And I want you to follow them so then we have excuses to throw them out. So the cadets approach Barbara because Barbara's pretty easy to push around, get information from. Also, poor choice in character to interrogate. Although the meekest one, except for maybe Hooks, he's definitely the guy that is invited last to the party. Yeah, for sure. Sorry to say. Well, Izzy, I'd say the clumsy guy is the last guy. No one likes him. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So so they bully Barbara into going and getting off Mahoney. Yeah. He goes to Mahoney, who's in his room at the moment, or in the, like, locker room. Mm. And uh, the sound effect guy is doing his thing, making funny noises, because that's, that's what he does. Yeah. And he's got a razor, uh, and he's making it sound like an electric razor. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is fine. I like and it. And so this whole scene happens, and it goes on, and... That wasn't funny to me, but at the very end, he he like speeds up the razor noise and then goes, and it's just, uh, it's just such a random noise that I did not expect it to make. It's not even, it's not even supposed to be part of the joke that's funny, but that noise was so random. I just started laughing and I'm like, no, was not funny. That was it stupid. Was. I like that as well. I did enjoy that as well. <laughs> yeah, I will be honest. Anyway, um, so and yeah, so Mahone tells Barbara to tell the dude to go to the Blue Oyster Bar. So the shaved head guys go to the Oyster Bar, and it's not where the party is. It's uh, in fact, a different type of bar. In fact, where there are only uh, male gentlemen. It's a gay bar, and that's the joke. Ha ha ha! So funny. <laughs> Yep, they're sent to a gay bar. That's the joke. And that's what I mean. It's like, the jokes in this film are, hey, Mm. this topic. (laughs) There's no punchlines. It's just like, gay bar. Everyone laughs because it's a somewhat taboo thing at the time. That's the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's very dated jokes. It's dated, but it's also not clever in the slightest either. No, it's not clever. There's no punchline. Although... They are stopped from leaving for some reason. Yeah, because the guys ballroom dance with them all night? Yes, <laughs> which is a thing. <laughs> it's a thing that happened. This scene, yeah, it pretty much 
encapsulates everything that I found unfunny about this movie because yeah, there aren't punchlines, there aren't jokes. It's just look at this thing, ha ha ha. Uh, at the actual party, yeah, Mahone and Thompson make out because of course they do because they're in love. Uh, Haven't you seen the two scenes that they were in? <laughs> yep. But there's a great quote here. Sorry, I have to bring up this quote. Um, where he asks her, why do you want to become a cop? And she says, because I want to dress like a man. And he replies, me too. <laughs> yeah, that was actually... <laughs> that was just rather weird, funny. Weird I liked that. No, that was a great line. I love that. Then we get shotgun training, <laughs> which was good. Uh, the gun safety, wow. <laughs> Gun safety has improved over these years, because good <laughs> lord. One, they're not using blanks, yeah. question mark? Yeah. Two, they're, they're not behind any sort of cover while one of them's shooting a gun? Yeah, Hightower is the first up, and he does, like, kind of like a pretty western well. approach to it, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's good at pretty much everything he does, honestly. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Then Barbara's there. Yeah. I, they should have got the clumsy guy to do it. Would have made more sense, surely. Yeah, that's um, true. That would have been funnier. Because it is, it is a clumsy scene. But I guess he wasn't. Uh, uh, actually, I, I have no excuse. It just should have been the clumsy guy because that's his whole thing. Is he's clumsy? That's his thing. But anyway, Barbara starts shooting. Although Barbara is a bit of a, he's a bit cautious about everything. Yeah, he's a bit nervous. He's nervous. That's his thing. So I guess it's just playing on his nerves rather than playing on the clumsy. I did like um, how he shoots it, like, in completely the wrong place, and he's just like, all right, you can have this back. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give this back to you. I think we're done. Yeah. I thought that was not bad. That was good. Not bad jokes. Uh, Tuckle, Tuckleberry does his thing. He uh, he grabs the shotgun and then goes full Rambo. Uh, he just jumps off the course that they're supposed to take and starts running at the bad guys and shooting them from behind and stuff. Uh, not what you're supposed to do. No, but entertaining to watch. Yes. So, 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 this is where we get the podium scene. Wow. Okay. This so... is the scene with uh, Lassard that we were talking about earlier. What happens is they try and get Barbara kicked out. Yes. So this is the two bald guys, two hairless boys. Yeah, because they think Barbara sent them to the club and not Mahoney. Yes, so they, they're blaming Barbara. So they hire a hooker to just sit in his room yep so he gets kicked out because of that yeah but then he finds her and he's like oh no and so he goes gets mahoney Mm. mahoney's like okay don't worry i got this so he grabs the hooker and is (laughs) takes her around the police academy doing a bit of running around yeah then he uh quickly runs into a conference room there's like a conference room that there is with a small podium on it yeah. And so he's like, oh, quick, over here. And so they hide underneath the podium. Um, although they have a quick conversation where uh, she's like, why are we doing this? And he's like, actually, wait, no, it's not for me. It's for another guy. He's about to come here in a second. Yeah, yeah. But then at the door, the commander guy goes in. So he has to, Mahoney has to also jump in the podium to not get caught. Mm-hmm. They're both under the podium and the commander is making a speech. At the podium, yep. standing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a classic scene, uh, because the commander's there, the hook is like, all right, this is the guy I've got to blow. So while he's making this presentation, uh, <laughs> she gives him the old one, two, <laughs> one, two, head of Look, it's a different time. <laughs> I think the commander's performance makes it this wasn't the bit that got me laughing oh okay i was like 
oh, this is a funny scene. No, it was the the thing that happened afterwards that made me crack up laughing. Because at the end, the commander's like, whoa, what an experience. Yes. And he goes to leave. He turns around and sees Mahoney getting out of the podium. Oh, and and Mahoney just then lets out the casual line, good speech, Commander. <laughs> and at that moment, I burst out laughing. I thought it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was so dumb. It was so yeah. dumb at that point. I really like the commander's performance. I think that is funny. Yeah. Like the th- yeah, because in the next scene, he just hops in his car and he, uh, his little like golf cart, and he just speeds away. He doesn't <laughs> care at this point. <laughs> yeah, he he crashes into the bushes near the building and then goes up to his office in a half, then approaches uh, the other uh, like bad guy sort of dune and is the uh, the officer dune and is like. We have to get Maloney out of here. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, why? What did you do? And then he's like, he has been very naughty. (laughs) Very bad. So then we get this scene that doesn't make (laughs) sense. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. What do you mean? Nowhere. I think it's pretty logical, honestly. So, officer, trainer guy, Harris, picks up Mahoney in his car and then drops him out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so uh, the officers are going out for a bit of field training. Yes. Like the academy officers. So they're all going out and doing a little bit of field training, and all of them are doing terrible. There's some sort of silly consequence for what they're doing. Yeah, so there's a big old car crash um, with many different things, and... And Harris is stuck in that crash. He can't go back to the academy because he's got to go down this road and it's blocked. And then he he grabs someone's motorcycle and like, hey, that's my new motorcycle. And he's like, don't worry, I'm not going to break it. Yeah, I'll give it back to you. I just got to ride back to the academy. It's important. Yep. And so he rides the motorcycle. A, a, a car a car pulls in front of the motorcycle last second. Yes, which makes him uh, get flung off the motorcycle. Unfortunately, there's a, uh, uh, in front of him, there's a horse trailer with a horse in it. Yes, uh, a, a backwards-facing horse. And he gets plunged deep uh, into the abyss of the horse's butt. Abyss. <laughs> That's a word you use there. Yep, he, he gets stuck right in there. He uh, gets shoved up a horse's ass. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah, it just comes out of nowhere, really. And then in the, the next sort of scenes, he's like, uh, you told no one, right? And Malloy's like, oh, yeah, definitely not. And then everybody's <laughs> laughing at him. So obviously he told everyone. Yeah. There's a there's a, there's a a driving course coming up and Hightower doesn't know how to drive. So he asks yep. Mahoney for help. Because like Hightower's like, I haven't driven since I was 12, which is a funny yep. line. That's a funny yes. line. I haven't driven since I was 12. To be fair, probably when he was 12, he was the size of a regular human. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he gets up. I do like the joke where Hightower can't fit in the front of the car, so they have to take out the two front seats and yes, sit and in the back. Yes, and of course, Hightower just literally rips out the seats. Yeah. And Malone's like, yeah, I was actually joking about ripping out the seats, but this works. This is, this fine. is fine. Yeah, he trains them. He trains them to drive. By speeding round the streets, nearly getting arrested by the police. There's mm-hmm. a small police chase that happens. There is. But, hey. Hightower learns how to drive. And so they do the test. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hooks, she does her part of the test. Everyone does their test. Yeah. But Hooks does her test. And then one of the Nazi dudes uh, makes 
uh, a racist mm-hmm. slur. Uh, then he, Hightower uh, flips the police vehicle, and so Hightower gets kicked out. Big sad. Yep. I was like, oh man, I liked that character. He doesn't stay kicked out, though. We see him again later. But then, while on patrol or whatever... Uh, Mr. Accident Prone. Yeah, so while on patrol, Accident Prone, and I quite like this scene because it's, it's well shot. It's cool. He throws an apple out of the car and it just causes a street riot. Through a chain of events where it knocks into the back of a guy's head who thinks another guy did it, so he starts a punch-up. This punch-up starts a panic. The panic starts people looting and the mm. people looting start a riot and then people start joining the riot and then there's just a riot. Yeah. I really like where the the, the, the rioters swarm the police car that yes. they were all in. The guys that, you yeah. know, started the riot. They swarm the police car's car because it's police. You've got to swarm police cars during a riot. So Absolutely. It's just it's a riot a of passage. Uh, and so what Jones does is he makes his machine gun sound again and they all, like, run off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is where I was like, okay, sound guy's all right. It's one of the only plot elements that works really well with a character's stick. It's it good. It actually came back and was useful multiple times. Yes. So I thought his character was actually pretty good by this point. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we see that Hightower is like working across the street from where all this is going on because he's back in yep. his florist Because he's a florist. Yeah. Yep. Which is good. Making is those good. flowery boys. And then yeah, so long story short, Lieutenant Harris, he's in the car. He gets captured by one of the rioters. Takes him up to a rooftop, then starts shooting at the cops. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Malloy whatever his stupid name is, he sees this and he's like, oh, I've got to go save the commander. No, no, no. Mahoney doesn't go and save the commander because of that. He saves the commander because he's got Thompson pinned down. (laughs) Because the bad guy's shooting at the police and one of the police that's pinned down is his girlfriend. Which is... I thought they were going to do something with that. It's an interesting idea that the reason he saves the commander is because of her, right? Like, that's an interesting idea. He he doesn't care about anyone else in the academy. He does it to save her. But they don't do anything with that idea. It's just an idea that's in the film. I don't know. I just thought it was like a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not a deep deep enough plot like you would hope Mm. it would be. Yeah. That is an interesting plot line, which could have been cool. Yeah. But But anyway. They don't, don't do anything with it. So, um... He goes up to save Harris, uh, but then he also gets captured. But while this is happening, uh, what's it? Uh, Barbara. Oh, yes. This was good. This was really good. This was the probably the coolest scene of the film. Yeah. He bumps into the people uh, who wrecked his stall in his previous job. And they're like, oh, it's Barbara. Oh, what are you doing? Because it looks like they're, they're looting at the time. Mm. So he's like, hey, put the stuff back. And then they all get up in his grill and he's... And they're like, oh, what are you going to do about it, huh? And then uh, Barbara kicks her ass. Yeah, he just beats him up and it's great. It's really good. Yeah, it's a cool fight scene. I really enjoyed it. It's some, like, it's an end to a character arc. And it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, It's nice. And then and then it's like, uh, and then he's like, yeah, so you're going to put that stuff back now? And they're like, actually, it's our stuff. <laughs> Again, like, it's a punchline. It's a punchline to yeah. a scene. This scene yeah. had set up punchline it was an actual joke relevance it's the character arc yeah it's the only scene that is well written really in the end of the film the the end of this film is actually really well written but the rest of the film sucked yeah it's really weird it's a well done joke everything about that scene and the setup of barbara's character works and we get the payoff and we get the punchline that it's not their furniture it's good it's well done why couldn't the rest of the film be as good 
Yeah. So Hightower rocks up on the rooftop and he sees Mahoney and Harris being held captive and he's like, I want to watch you knock them off. Yeah, shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I hate cops as well. And the guy's like, eh. Yeah. Yes, I instantly trust this stranger. <laughs> Who also <laughs> hates cops. Hell yeah. If they hate cops, I like them. I like the cut of their jib. Yeah. <laughs> and so... The guy's about to shoot him, and then Hightower knocks him out, saves everyone. Yep. Uh, and then Hooks yells at the dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ch- ch- That's her the, character arc. It's the end of her character Yay! arc, she yells once. And then uh, we cut to a scene where they're all graduating, uh, and, yep. but Hightower and Melody get awarded special awards, and yeah. then they make little speeches. Hightower's speech is just thanks, which I thought was funny. Oh, yeah, We're, that was very funny. I like that. Yeah. Uh, which is why he's one of my favorite characters. But Mahoney's speech. Uh, he starts on a speech, but the hook is back. Um, and she's underneath the podium where he's doing his speech. End of the film. That's the punchline. That's the thing they wanted you to <laughs> hey. go out remembering this movie on. Uh, but he looks to the, the police commissioner and the police commissioner's like, oh, I don't know. How did that get there? So that was funny. How did the police guy find out that it was her? Yeah, How? It's never explained. <laughs> <laughs> as explained. soon as that scene starts and you see the podium though you're like oh they're gonna do it again yeah they're gonna do it again and they do and then yep, the, it's good. the movie ends it's good it's everything i could have wanted that's police academy Whew. it's an oldie from me it's an oldie from you and there's a bit of like but there's other movies that exist <laughs> unfortunately for police academy <laughs> Um, there is an entire TV show called Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and every episode, yes. really good. Which is very good. So just watch that. <laughs> so, like, even though I enjoyed this film, and might recommend it... Really? I'm gonna call this an oldie. I agree with you. Most of the jokes were outdated. I also do genuinely dislike this style of comedy and the way it's written. Mm. I can see why people would like That's it. Fair. But then at the same time, thinking about that, I'm like, it's aged mm. poorly, so is it worth going back to? I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's one of those films which could have been funny back then, but has definitely aged really poorly, yeah. which is unfortunate. Uh, before we pitch our own sequels to Police Academy, of which I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do, let's look through all doing. of the different sequels and TV shows of Police Academy. You've got some field material there, so... Yes. <laughs> that should be able to give you an idea of some sort of sequel. I mean, they came up with enough ideas, surely. They did, but it's just doing the same film in a different setting i think but we'll get to yeah, that yep. so they released a police academy every single year for five years and then they did an- another one in the 90s which was an option last year because it came out in 94 so yep. the first one uh is police academy 2 their fir- their first assignment that's the name of the film it's their first right? assignment wow i couldn't tell that from the name of the film it's just that wow they get sent to like the worst part of town and do stuff of course shenanigans i wonder how they write out the fact that thompson and barbara don't come back um i'm sure they just don't address it probably <laughs> that's probably what that they do the smart way to do it <laughs> or they have one line where they like stop dating mm-hmm. lol yeah is it like a three ninjas thing where it's like oh yeah we stopped dating <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i hope so because that's great that's yeah. the best way of just not having the actor come back is like oh yeah we just broke up yeah their, like, relationship just didn't last. And then you look back on the old film and go, oh, that's kind of sad. <laughs> that's what they did with Transformers, right? When Megan Fox left, they were just like, oh, yeah, we broke up. Even though at yeah. the end of the last film, it was like, we love each other. 
That yeah. was the whole arc of the second film. Yep. <laughs> Ridiculous. Wah, wah. Um, Police Academy 3 is called Back in Training. What happens is the government is like, we need to get rid of one of the two police academies in this state, and so they, they've got to compete with the other academy to not be the worst. Nice. Police Academy 4 is called Citizens on Parole. They get a bunch of new cadets and they've got to train them. Right, so now they're the trainers. Mm, but okay. also, the commanders are still there helping training? Because that's the yeah. one where Lieutenant Harris returns, so I don't know. Hmm. Which would make sense for him returning yeah. in that film. But yeah, for sure. Um, number five is called Assignment Miami Beach. They are sent to a police convention in Florida. And then I think the oh, commander God. accidentally picks up a bag full of jewels and they get chased by thieves who want the jewels. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, police Academy 6 in 1989, the last one for a while. It was called City Under Siege. There's a bunch of gangs, and they start doing so much crime that the city is under siege. (laughs) (laughs) Woof. Five years of coming up with ideas. Wow. Then they did a TV show called Police Academy. I think it's animated, which makes sense. Okay. Uh, It lasted for two seasons, 65 episodes. So... Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. A lot more than I would expect, honestly. In this show, they kept... um, quite a few of the characters from the show like Mahoney and and Jones and and Hightower yep. are all there but they also introduced a bunch of talking dogs <laughs> fantastic let's i'm going to quickly go to an episode and read out what it oh no there's no synopsis for any of the episodes on fantastic. wikipedia never mind <laughs> well this is definitely my idea so oh no there's more there's more i want this episode to end in 1994, there was the last one, and it's not a numbered film. It's just called Police Academy Mission to Moscow, where they are sent to Russia. Fantastic. I'm sure they have some tasteful jokes in that one. I kind of just, just want to watch that one, because it came out Absolutely. in 94. It's relevant for the podcast. That is true. Uh, it's also terrible. Then they did another TV show, Police Academy the Series, which ran for 26 episodes in mm. 97 and 98, which was when we were born. It is live action. And is apparently one of the worst things ever put on TV. <laughs> wow. Okay. The, that's, that's pretty good. They ran this franchise so much in the ground that no one watched it. And it was like, like just cancelled at the end of the first season because just no one cared. Yeah. No one cared. Not a single person cared. Yeah. And Sounds about right. then in 2003, they announced that they were working on, on an eighth one. It's been stuck in development hell. The last update we got for it was in 2018, where the guy who plays Mahoney said that they are currently working on it, but we haven't heard anything since then. So who knows? Maybe one day Police Academy 8 will happen. Wow. They're working on it even today. That's crazy. I Do enough people care to make another one? Like, would uh, people see it? I don't know. Who knows? Maybe... I mean, it is a franchise that has come out a lot, but... It is, but... They would have to have some solid advertising... 100% they would, yeah. It'd be one of those movies where, like, people would go, oh, I remember those, because mm. they have to have rem- remembered one of them. Yeah, totally. Or at least remembered seeing that and go, like, hey, that was a thing. Um, so, yeah. But, like, saying that, there are a bunch of popular franchises that have tried to come back. Like, American Pie tried to come back, completely failed. They made a National Lampoon's Vacation film, like, a couple years ago, and it completely just bombed. It was awful. <laughs> So, yeah, but yeah, oh. what's your idea for a sequel prequel? So show? my one, expanding on talking dogs. <laughs> why? Why don't? Why stop at dogs? 
Why really stop at dogs? That's the you. You're not even going further now. Just yep. go to the whole animal kingdom. Ooh. What if they're all? What if every animal under the? Earth, what if all police officers just suddenly died? This is the, this yep. is going to be the premise. And so, uh, the police commissioner is the one person left alive, and it's like, all right, we need to get anything to be a police officer. And because this is a cartoon space, he can do whatever. Um, so in this post-apocalyptic uh, police world, uh, he he puts out recruits, this time not just for humans, but for anything. And so the, the list of characters includes every type of uh, just animal you can think of that the, that the room of uh, riders could name. Mm-hmm. So you've got skinks, you've got a jellyfish, you've got uh, a single amoeba, you've got uh, a dog, obviously, you've got cats, you've got gerbils, you've got a horse, one horse. It's actually the horse from the first movie. Uh, um, yes. Uh, you've got like a giraffe, an elephant, a lion, you've got you got a zebra, you've got a llama, you've got... Sounds like Zootopia. Yes, it's just Zootopia. Okay. Because what I was going to say was, oh yeah, and then this this rabbit, and in fact, let's make the rabbit the the mm. main character, and it just follows this rabbit's joining... Yes, it's and Zootopia. how about the whole thing is like an allegory for... Um... <laughs> oh no, no. Let's let's not let's not bring race back. And the title of yours is Police Kingdom. <laughs> Police Kingdom. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. My idea is a spin-off of your idea. Oh no. My idea is a spin-off of your idea set even this further. This is going too deep. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going down another layer. How deep are we already? After all of the police officers slash humans, I guess, after all they yep. die, um, the radiation of the world is so yep. bad, I'm guessing, because that's why the humans yep. must have died. Something to do with radiation. Nuclear winter. So it's not stressed on in my like movie. Mm. Like it's not pressed on, but it's definitely like apocalyptic. Yep. It's just not explained. Yeah, you can further explain on that. My explanation is, yeah, the humans just nuke themselves to death, and eventually, while the radiation is giving the animals the ability to be police officers, they're going to die as well, and all the police. Uh, mm. animals die and um, then uh, the radiation <laughs> is so bad that the cars come to life and no. it's talking car oh, police God. <laughs> this is far worse than anything I thought was going to happen it's, it's cars but they're all police <laughs> and that's it's terrible. the exact same characters as in Police Academy so one of the cars is a psycho one of the cars oh, makes no. sound effects oh no you have like the it's like one of those movie B-reels at the end of the first car movies where it's just parodies of all these movies, yeah. except it's a parody of Police Academy. But with cars. But <laughs> just cars? Oh, that's bad. What sort of oh, car that's... do you think each of them would be? Um, So Hightower's like a military vehicle. 100%. He's just a truck. He's the Optimus Prime in the group. Jones is one of those like cars that makes a lot of noise like it's like a sputtering car or something oh, right, like an yeah. older yeah Malloy's just like a basic uh basic like Alexis or something I don't yeah. know the um the Spanish guy who's not Spanish is like a Porsche or something yeah yeah he's a Porsche absolutely but he's actually just like a knockoff Porsche he's yeah. not actually a Porsche 
He just pretends to be. All right, well, there we go. We spent way too much time expanding the world of Police Academy. Now it's time for Zach's favorite segment. Yeah, what is that, Sandro? Raven Reviews. That's it. Thanks, Sandro. Excellent. You weren't expecting me to turn that on you, were you? I wasn't, and I was, like, stuck. I was frozen. It's like when you walk out on stage for the first time and you just... freeze up that was me just yeah there. yeah it was a very important moment that i needed to i needed to throw you in the deep end <sighs> to see how it feels of uh... our friendship will never be the same again absolutely not i don't trust you now quite frankly <laughs> <laughs> after that car parody i don't trust you either <laughs> um, so the police academy episode the one that ruined the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me so how this works is I get reviews from Rotten Tomatoes, ones from users, um, because they're the best and critics are bad. Um, <sighs> Sandro has to guess the score. Yay. It's between uh, 0.5 and 5. Here we go. Serba, he says, Police Academy, 4 out of 10. <laughs> and as a classic start, a classic start to our... Uh, uh, raving reviews. Um, we start off with start off a with score. A score. Now, 4 out of 10, not 4 out of 5. You're trying to pull one over on me. Yes. I see what you're doing. Yes. 4 out of 5 is a 2. It is, in fact, 2 out of 5. Very Hell good. Very yeah. good. You saw through my bluff. One point for me. Yep, one point for you. So, Leonard. Leonard says, What the heck was so bad about this? Explanation mark, question mark. Is he yeah. asking what was bad because he this person agrees that the film is bad? Hmm. And he's wondering what was bad about it. Or are mm. they unsure why critics hate this movie? Yes. I think it's a 2.5. <laughs> it's in fact not... 4 out of 5. Oh, they wow. don't know what was so bad about this there film, Sandro. Come on. Very clearly. Uh, um, now I'm going to get one. I'm just going to get you to read this one out. Um, oh, okay. Because uh, I need someone else to witness that one. Um, so you could just read that. Read that, read that one out. Uh, try and read it out as, exactly as it's written, please. Right, I will, I will. Uh, this review is from... Uh, St. Jules. And it says, Awesome, very funny, space, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, can, three more exclamation marks, indented A, upside down, exclamation mark, a bunch more exclamation marks, copy, repeat, Yep. It's five out of five. Really? Absolutely it is. Uh, five out of five. Uh, Michael. Yep. Now, everyone can relate with Michael. Michael, he's our boy. He wouldn't let us down. It says, reminds me of my childhood, dot, dot, dot. Um, three. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going three. You're going with three? Wow. Very nice. It was a three out of five. Well, well done. There well we go. Done. Three. So three points for me. Okay. Emil says, mm. it was fun to watch. But, my God, is it irritating. (laughs) But the (laughs) feeling of being irritated usually doesn't make something fun to watch. It was fun to watch, but my God, is it irritating. Okay. I mean, I guess, like, the room is irritating, and I like watching that, so I can see where they're coming Mm. from. Um, I think I'm going to go three. Oh, three's positive. I'm going to go 2.5, I think, maybe. You're going 2.5? Once again, you did it again. It's 2.5. Wow. You're really doing well this time. Is the coronavirus making me good at this game? Uh, probably. Whoa, the one good thing to come out of this month. <laughs> yep. Incredible. Uh, Ajesh says, wow, dot, dot. 
I've laughed till the last minute of the movie, dot, dot. Really a laugh riot, dot, dot. Smiley face, smiley face, smiley face. <laughs> five out of five, isn't it? Nope, it's a four out of five. Ooh, Boom, got him. Twist. I knew you'd say five out of five. And I think uh, Joe really sums up this film. This yep. is why I left him for last. All right. Because this, I think this will really speak to us. Um, this film defines what hate is. <laughs> that's got to be a one, isn't it? That's got to be a one. Yep, that's yeah. a one out of five. Brilliant. I thought you'd go for the 0.5, but Ooh. you went for the one. Well done. It's not, it's not extreme enough to be 0.5. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Well done. You're I, getting really good at this I now. Got, I got five points. That's real good. That's yeah, good. that's I'm surprised. That, like, that uh, five out of seven. Yeah. That's a good score. And I mean, if I'm if I'm good at this, then that means that you, the listener, surely can mm. give us a review. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> where, but where would they do that, Sandro? If they if they had to leave reviews like this segment? Yeah, just put it on iTunes. I'm sure Spotify at some point will get a place where you can review podcasts, but it's not there yet. Yep. YouTube, maybe. Um, yeah, YouTube, it's up there. We've also Check got... Check out the Facebook page. Yeah, you can message us there. Um, Absolutely. Usually. They've removed the poll option on Facebook. I was going to make a poll oh, the really? other day, and they removed it. Oh, that's so sad. I love polls. Same. Polls are great. Uh, we've also got an e- email address. Send anything there if you want. Um, ask Links us any questions. Theater. If we get enough, we might do a Q&A episode at some point if you yeah, want Yeah, we've that. gotten some good good responses. So yeah. thank you out there, all those people who are sending your stuff in. Thank you so much. Um, it is oldiebuddygoodypod at gmail.com. All links to everything in the description. Now it's time for me to pick what the heck we're doing next week. Okay, so we've got... A few choices. Alright. We have Greystroke, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes. That's the whole title. This title keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's 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 Tarzan. It's it's just Tarzan. Oh, That's okay. the movie. Sorry, I moved on to the description. Yeah. That long title makes it seem like it's more than just Tarzan, but Yeah, uh the the title of the movie is longer than the explanation. <laughs> um, That's great. Is it a Disney yep. film? One sec, I'm gonna look at it. I don't know. Up. I don't it know. Sounds like a stupidly long Disney title that they would put out in the eighties. Yeah. Um oh the poster is amazing. <laughs> Uh, then we have Misunderstood. A young boy struggles with family, friends, and relationships after his mother's death. Ah, uh, Very sad. Very sad. I'm sure that would make a great podcast. <laughs> then we have Purple Hearts. A okay. war film about a surgeon and a nurse who fall in love while serving in Vietnam. Oh, that sounds sweet. And then we have uh, Romancing the Stone. Ooh. A writer receives a treasure map from her murdered brother-in-law... Then her sister's kidnapped, so she has to go on an adventure. Wait, what? <laughs> that, that is the plot synonymous. Um, the Alright, let's go through them all. Greystroke. I like the story of Tarzan, but... But it's Tarzan. We tried to do an episode on the Jungle Book, and it wasn't very good. So. <laughs> no, I think that was our fault, not the, not the <laughs> movies. Um, um, we have Misunderstood. Uh, Purple Hearts. A war film about love. I like war films, but there are better war films coming up, I think. So maybe I'll pass on that. 
Romancing the Stone. Is this what I think it is? Because I know there's a film that came out that's like a... It's almost like an Indiana Jones parody. Oh, yes, it is this one. So this Ooh. is... The poster has, like, the Raiders font on it, ah. and it's them swinging through the jungle. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that is just the Indiana Jones poster. Michael Douglas, though, he's really good. Kathleen Turner, yeah. Danny DeVito. I think we're doing Romance in the Stone. Oh, Danny DeVito. That's my boy. I think, I think we've got to do it. It doesn't... Absolutely. The title, it's such a weird title, Romance in the Stone. I feel like I've, um... There's so many Ooh. people who are probably yelling at their phones right now, being like, this is a classic. How haven't you heard of this before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. This looks great. This looks Let's really fun. All right, next week, Romance in the Stone. Sounds like a fun time. Anyway, I've got to go. It's very late. So I'm going to leave you with my favorite quote, which is, why do you want to be a cop? Because I, I'd like to dress like a man. Me too. And my favorite quote is, you a D squad. D for dirtbags. When I say, hey, dirtbags, that means you. <laughs> it's the wrong voice, but I got the words right. So. Yep. <laughs> it sounded groovy. Anyway, catch you later. See ya. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.